we learned to lose our wildness. We learned to cut off that part of us. And that's the part that is just so incredibly heartbreaking because our wildness is what makes us feel so incredibly alive and authentic and just ourselves. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast Minisode number 518. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here with me. And today is a mini-sode. And before I forget, this is one of those ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. So I, I just went and completed this huge overhaul on the podcast and I am changing ad agencies, basically. And I'm, I'm really excited about the, the way that the advertising is going to go from here on out. And I know that I said originally when I started doing these minisodes that they would be ad-free because they were going to be shorter. So what I have decided to do is that they are going to be, on average, they are around 15 or 20 minutes, and they are going to have ads in them. So you will hear even some of the episodes that are behind us <laughs> that are that have happened in the past – They, from here on out, and what I mean by that, from this day forward, they are going to have ads in them. And to be totally transparent, for years, I've had this podcast for almost 10 years, you guys. It's been, it'll be 10 years in May of 2023, which is super exciting. And the truth of it is, I lose money on it every every month. It's expensive to have a podcast. I love doing it so much, and I love my production team immensely. They are fantastic. And As I move over into this ad agency, I am going to start to break even and hopefully make money from it. You know, I believe the people that help this podcast should be paid a living wage. And that's how we do it through advertising. So I hope you understand. I'm sure that you will understand and the podcast will be free to you, but there will be ads. So in doing this huge undertaking, I went back and listened to many of my old episodes, not all the way through, but just clips of them. And it just was an honor to listen to some of the amazing people that I've had on this show. My mind is blown that we are on episode 518. And it doesn't seem that long ago as, I, as I'm listening to some episodes like before even 100. I'm like, that doesn't seem like it was that long ago that I interviewed that person or had that conversation. And I'm just honored to be able to, to come here and do this for you every week. And episode 266, which aired in January of 2019, struck me. And the title of it is, Where Did Your Wildness Go? And one of the reasons that it struck me was because a lot of times when I do this podcast, I can hear and sort of see my own evolution, my own personal and sometimes professional, but definitely my own personal evolution. And that episode in particular was the birth of 
my third book of Make Some Noise and how I was feeling in that moment of what I felt needed to be written. This was right after the Me Too movement and I was really starting to understand how the work that I do in the world in personal development and in serving all of you, women, feminist people who identify as women, so much of it comes down to how we grew up, how we were raised, what our conditioning was. And this episode points to that. This episode points to a time when I was angry about it, the time when and sort of like my eyes were really peeling back and opening up to how much of our culture and society has impacted us. And I was full of anger about it. And you'll hear that in the episode. And in this episode, I also reference a worksheet that I have created, that I created back then, and that is still available. And I want you to, I know y'all love a good worksheet <laughs> to, to get your thoughts out on paper and your your workout on paper. So that absolutely still is available. It is going to be at andreaowen.com slash 518. That's where the, the show description is, the show notes are, and there will be a button on there that you can see where you can download that worksheet if you want it. Please keep in mind, it does have the old branding on it. It's still from when I was your kick-ass life. And I didn't, I think, I felt like you guys would understand. And it's still a really cute worksheet. So I didn't go through all the, the work of changing that worksheet, but the, the work is still the same. And in this episode, you'll hear me go through the questions with you. And I just, I wanted to say a couple of things in this introduction before I hit play on on that old episode from January of 2019. And lately, over the past couple of months, I have been having some conversations with an old friend of mine. And this person has sort of, this person, I knew this person in my late teens and all through my 20s. And this person has kind of just like reminded me of stories and, and anecdotes of our, our life and my life and, and sort of like how I used to be. And I'm, I'm not proud of all of the moments. Like some of them were a little reckless and, <laughs> you know, I, I don't recommend. But this person was reminding me of my own wildness and my own sort of just way of being when I cared less about what other people thought of me and uh, you know the consequences at hand and things like that and again there is a fine line between being just dangerous and and <laughs> illegal <laughs> no not really but just it, it's made me think a lot about the girl I used to be and the young woman I used to be and and largely of what I left behind. And I think what I've come away with is sometimes that could be a good thing. And it's just a natural part of evolving, a natural part of growing up and and changing the chapters of our life. But then sometimes I think, gosh, I I want her back. I want some of her back. And I want to sort of wake up that part of me and it's going to look different now that I am going to be 48 next month. I'm not 18 or 28 anymore. And so it just get, has given me a lot to think about. I might dive more into that. I'm, I'm seriously contemplating doing a substack where I talk more specifically about some personal changes that I'm going through and I would like a little more privacy around it, you know, just because my mom and my kids... <laughs> So, so if you're interested in that, um, I will. I'm, I'm heavily thinking about 
posting over there and having a a podcast and it will be a, a very low cost thing for you guys to be involved in. There'll be discussion groups and things like that. So that's just something I'm sort of tossing around and leaning towards towards doing. And the last thing that I want to say before I I release this this older podcast episode is I want to remind you, it'll be a reminder for those of you who read Make Some Noise and something for those of you to think about who have not read Make Some Noise. And and by the way, if you if you haven't read it, it's it's a great book. I do feel like it's my best work. And it's you can find out some there's still bonuses available at andreaowen.com slash MSN. And in the introduction of that book, I I ask I ask you, the reader, the question to think about what is your conditioning versus what is your truth? And it's a question that you can think about anytime you are not setting a boundary or having a hard conversation, when you are maybe not applying for the job that you think is just out of reach or not asking your boss for a raise or a promotion, or maybe not leaving a relationship because you're worried about hurting your partner's feelings, or maybe it's that time of your life where you really feel like culturally, you know, the messaging has been that you should be partnered at this point. You know, maybe you're in your late 30s or in your 40s and you have always wanted to have kids, but you really aren't happy in your partnership. And what does your conditioning tell you versus what is your truth? Maybe your conditioning has told you that you are more valuable if you are partnered. You are more valuable if you are seen as someone who, quote unquote, was picked or is a mother. But your truth might be that you are not happy in this relationship. And if you did continue on that you are settling, that might be something for you to think about. Or maybe it's something similar in a job or within your family or or really anything. What is your conditioning versus what is your truth? And you could even, just generally speaking, you might not even be facing any sort of hard transition in your life. Maybe it's just life in general. You could answer that question. What have you been conditioned to believe about what it means to be a quote unquote good girl or good woman versus what is your truth? What is your authentic self hungry for? What is your most, you know, the essence of your soul? What does it really want? What are your true desires? So just something to think about. What is your conditioning versus what is your truth? Thank you so much for those of you who've who've even been here since 2019 listening to the podcast. You might remember this episode. And I just want to emphasize, I emphasize it a lot in the, in, you know, when I start talking about it, but there's a podcast called Seen on Radio that you'll hear me reference. It's, it's really good. It'll be in the show description. And I think that's about it. I think, I think I covered everything. Thank you again. I just adore each and every one of you. I appreciate you for being here every week. I appreciate that you tell your friends about the show and that you you text and share, you know, particular episodes that you really liked. Please keep doing that. It, it helps so much. It helps other guests that I have on here that are amazing get seen more. And it helps my work be seen more as well. And you're also being in service. So I appreciate that immensely. And we're going to take a quick ad break and then get right into the show. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. 
Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. With Shopify POS, you can accept credit cards, mobile payments, and every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash noise, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash noise to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash noise. I first gave AG1 a try because I was feeling low energy and sluggish and coffee just wasn't giving me what I needed. Especially in these winter months, I struggle with pep in my step. And since drinking AG1, I felt more energized and focused. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. Because aging is a part of life that we all have to deal with, but I don't think it should prevent me from doing the things I love, like going on long hikes with my dog. I want to do the things that matter to me for as long as possible, which is why I drink AG1 every morning to support my brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm laying the groundwork for long-term health. I know with AG1, I'm giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrient density. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to have them as a longtime partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com noise. That's drinkag1.com noise. Check it out. All right. I am so pumped about this topic. And it came to me, like I mentioned, in a moment of inspiration when I was listening to the podcast that was mentioned a couple weeks ago here. Um, my friend Tai Sky mentioned it. And then I think in an intro a week or two before that said, okay, I listened to the podcast episodes and you have to go and listen to this because it's so good. The podcast is called Scene on Radio, S-C-E-N-E. And it was an episode 10 in season three, that particular season was called Men, and it's involved. I won't get into like all of the different episodes, but oh my God, there's, there's, it's so good, you guys. Okay, so this particular episode was done by, it was a different man than, than the regular host, but it was a man telling a story about his son going to sixth grade, going into middle school, and the changes that took place. So I'll let you listen to it so I won't get too far into it. And again, it's really good. I highly encourage you to go listen to both season two and three. I have not listened to season one yet, so I can't vouch for it, but season two and three are excellent. And there was a particular part where a psychologist named Terrence Real, he also goes by Terry Real, was talking. And there's a quote that I want to read you that when he said it, it stopped me 
in my tracks and I had to pause the podcast and cry. Has that ever happened to you? Where something someone says hits you so hard where it just, I mean, it more or less takes you down. So to kind of set up the quote, he talks about how children are made to have themselves uh, and, and half, I mean, H-A-L-F, which the host jokes when when um, the psychologist is talking about it. He's like, that's really difficult for, for radio. But he's talking about half, H-A-L-F, and essentially it means to cut off certain parts of themselves. And generally speaking for boys, it's emotions. And he talks about a certain age when, and I quote, the patriarchy hits kids, lands on them. The psychic results can be severe. And he goes on to say, and here's here's the quote that really kind of took me down for a moment. He says, now, if you read the literature on girls and girls' development, that trauma, and I use that word on purpose, is traumatic to excise, to cut off half of your humanity. That trauma lands on girls about age 11, 12, 13, around the edge of adolescence. That's when they learn what Carol Gilligan calls the tyranny of the nice and kind. They learn to over-accommodate and resent it. That's the traditional setup. 50 years of the women's movement has changed that for a lot of girls and women, but it's still part of the culture. And I think the part, and I even played it back for my husband because I was like, here's what I need you to hear. When he says the tyranny of the nice and kind, they learn to over-accommodate and resent it. That's the traditional setup. And that's what I was like, holy shit, that's pretty much sums up my life and I'm sure the life of so many of you. And it wasn't something I was unaware of, but I feel like sometimes when people, you know, whether it's psychologists or whomever, put it in words that are different than how you can explain it, that's when it sort of just knocks you over. And that's the way I felt about that particular passage from him, from from Terry Real. And it really got me thinking about us as women and femmes and what we are brought up to be, who we are brought up to be. And, you know, maybe it's hits me a little bit harder because my daughter is nine and I'm watching it just start to happen with her and her friends. You know, they're still, they're in third grade. So they're still at that age for the most part where they are their true selves and they express themselves with their inherent ways of being. And if you've ever spent some time with children, especially younger children, like it's a really beautiful thing to watch just how true to themselves they are. And of course it can be really annoying at times and inappropriate and needs to be disciplined at certain times. But for the most part, the freedom that they inhabit is just a beautiful thing to watch. So in essence, as we enter puberty, and please keep in mind, you know, of course, I'm I'm generally speaking here when I say we, but in essence, as we enter puberty, and, and by the way, side note, 
He goes on in this episode to talk about how it hits even younger for boys. But we learn how to be. We learn to be nice and kind and friendly and accommodating. We learn to put other people's feelings, wants, and needs before our own. And I know this topic is sort of loaded. Not that I never talk about loaded things over here. But I think for me personally, and in talking to a lot of women lately, I feel this is common what's going on now as culturally we are talking about these things more and a lot of big things are happening where people are sort of waking up to what's happening culturally. And a lot of people are confused. A lot of people are going through some shit, right? And for me personally, 2018 was a really big year of healing and it continues to do that. It's not that, you know, once it was January 1st, 2019, I was, ta-da, I was healed, but it was a lot of uncovering things. And, and I've, I've shared here on the podcast before that I have been no stranger to anger (laughs) and rage. And for me, it was a very confusing feeling and emotion, A, because I didn't really grow up in a house where that was something that we expressed. I mean, pretty much feelings in general, but also, I didn't know where it was coming from. And I I immediately blamed it on people and my situation and, and things like that. And at the time, you know, in my former life and my former relationship and marriage, it was very easy to point the finger at him. And not to say that he didn't do some shitty things. He absolutely did. But it was a you know, what I'm realizing now was that my anger was about that. What I just talked about is is when I did hit puberty and those teenage years in learning what my quote unquote place was as a woman and how I was supposed to act and how I was definitely not supposed to act, those type of things made me enraged and feeling like I couldn't be the way I truly was born to be. And not only that, But when I felt angry and distressed about it, that that was wrong too. And it was kind of more or less like stuck between a rock and a hard place, the confusion and and not knowing. And so 2018 was a lot of coming to terms with that and the realization of, okay, that's what that was. And a lot of grief as well. A lot of grief. And um, I think actually that probably started right after my dad died in, in October of 2016 and swimming my way through that and going through the weeds and practicing all of the tools that I have and that I teach all of you and in my group programs. And and it was it was a real deep dive. It was a real deep dive. And I do feel like I'm kind of coming out the other end. And it's just, it's so much self-awareness and it's so much of doing the work. And so Side note, what that looks like is journaling. And and because I'm extroverted, I process things out loud, which I know is not the case for many of you, but I learn things about myself by talking about them. So that's either with my therapist or my husband or, or my best friend, Amy, or the other really good friends that I have. And it is extremely helpful. And I encourage you to do all of that. And if you struggle with that, the mentorship is for you. Just saying, it'll change your life. I'm not lying. But really, it's about getting curious. And that's what I want for you. 
whether this has been something that's weighing heavy on your mind with me, or if it's something you're just kind of realizing as I'm saying these words, wherever you are on that spectrum, I would love for you to explore this some more. And so what I have done is I've created a worksheet for you. I'm a big fan of curiosity and curiosity can pretty much always, I mean, I think I can say that with confidence. Curiosity, if you are open enough to it, can bring clarity, even if that clarity is what are the next steps I need to inquire on within myself? What are the next steps? What are the next things I need to talk about and explore with my therapist or my coach or or maybe another self-help book or something like that? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. But if you go to episode details in iTunes and scroll down, there is a yellow button that says download the worksheet and you can get the worksheet. And this is all handy dandy printed out for you to do your own work, whether you write it out on that worksheet or or get your own journal. But I'm going to kind of whip through some questions here that I think will help you in your curiosity to get more clear about this. So the first question is this, let's start from the beginning. What was modeled for you? growing up. In other words, were the rules, I'm using quotes here, were the rules that were, were they specifically said, for instance, don't cause a fuss, keep still, that's not ladylike, we don't do that in this house, or maybe it was um, a religious organization that you were a part of where it was very much like there were rules for women, or perhaps 
they weren't explicitly said, but they were implied. So that might've looked like the way your parents or other caregivers talked about other women or how women should be, or maybe in your family, it was a very traditional roles that your your mom stayed home and left her career behind and took care of everyone and you know maybe your dad didn't help out a whole lot or you know like where where you just learned at an early age the way things were for men and the way things were for women. So sometimes just starting out there with what is your story? You know, I think this can be really helpful in so many topics like around money and relationships, but specifically in terms of roles for women or how women should be, what was modeled for you? And what was the early messaging that you received around that? The next question is, were you ever shamed or chastised for being loud, aggressive, or maybe bossy? And so like, you know, these are the kind of virtues that weren't in the category of feminine or girly. Was that ever a thing? I know it was for me. And I remember fairly early on knowing what was what was okay and what was not okay. So again, so it's a, you know, were you ever outright shamed or chastised? And it might not, it might've even been subtle things where a parent sort of like gave you a look or, (laughs) you know, that, I mean, I don't know if you've ever met my mom, but my mom could give a look that would murder someone and I learned that very early on as far as like what was okay and was not okay. In general, I think I think one of the most important, well, they're all important, but really what would make me really curious for, for all of you to really dig into is in general, do you remember losing your wildness? And that's really sort of the word that came up for me when I was listening to that psychologist on that podcast and I don't think it was a word that was ever used in there, but that's what just was like flashing in my brain as he was talking about that. And I thought to myself, we learned to lose our wildness. We learned to cut off that part of us. And that's the part that is just so incredibly heartbreaking because our wildness is what makes us feel so incredibly alive and authentic and just ourselves, like our true selves. And wildness doesn't have to be, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about being out of control or uncivilized. I'm talking about your inherent passion, you free to be however it comes naturally for you. It's you without rules or expectations of how a woman should be. Like imagine a life or a planet or a country even that that wasn't a thing. Like, can you imagine if we were all born into a society that there were no categories of masculine and feminine or, you know, and it just is like, holy shit, like how would you be different? I think for many women, that can be a really difficult question to answer because we don't know any other way. It's so ingrained in us and probably as far back as we can remember, this is just the way it has always been. Like we've swam in it our whole goddamn life. So 
it can be difficult to imagine a life where that's just not the case, where you are free to be your wild self and just inherently who you are. And maybe, maybe it's something that you can't pinpoint and remember losing your wildness. And and maybe you didn't realize it at the time, but something you can look back on now as an adult and remember, do you remember it being around the time you went through puberty? Was it in high school? Was it in college? Was it younger than puberty? Is it something, something like that? Um, And maybe, maybe it's watching your own children grow up or your nieces and nephews and watching them start to change. Maybe that can bring up some things for you in your life. So the next question is when you think of your wildness, whose opinions or judgments are you the most afraid of and why? Whose opinions and expectations are you the most afraid of and why? It might be everyone. It might be just the culture at large. It might be specific people at work. It might be your parents. It might be your siblings, your partner. And the next question is, are these fears valid? And for some of you, they might be. It might be a matter of, I think another thing that I I walked away from from that particular podcast series, and I I don't know if it was in that episode or not, but they were talking about the way that women that we are conditioned to be. And this is another thing that hit me really hard too, that it's not just a matter of, well, these are, these are the way things are and we don't question them, but it's also, you know, us being a certain way is important to our survival. And once I heard that, I was like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. I I resonate with that. I don't know if you do too, but it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah, we need to be a certain way so that we can attract a partner. And I, I don't, again, I don't know the science behind it. I don't know if it's this biological thing that we have, you know, like peacocks, like show their feathers and in order to attract a mate. But I think culturally that's how it's been created for us. Like we have to be a certain way in order to survive, in order to not get murdered as well as thrive. And I think like, that's the part where, that's the part that pisses me off. I mean, I don't know if it does for anybody else, but that's the part that pisses me off. But that's my question. When you think of your wildness, whose opinions or judgments are you the most afraid of? Why? And are these fears valid? What I'm asking you to do is just to dig deeper in that. Some of you may answer that question as no, these those fears are completely unnecessary and not valid. And for some of you, you might answer, yes, they are. They are valid. And, and why? So again, this isn't about coming to like hard and fast conclusions about your life and where to go next. What I want for you is to get curious and dig deeper about this topic. Two more questions for you to ask yourself. And again, you can download the worksheet and get all of these handy dandy. What would need to happen to get some of your wildness back? What would you need to let go of? This is like, you know, a multi-part question. What would need to happen to get some of your wildness back? What would you need to let go of? Whose opinions and expectations would you need to walk away from? And that is not easy, my friends, at all. When you've lived your entire life, I work with people who come to me in their 40s, 50s, and beyond 
and younger too, but you know, I'm thinking of a handful of clients who have been in their 40s, 50s, and they have lived their entire life sort of doing this song and dance hustle uh, based on, you know, they've based their behaviors, thoughts, feelings, everything around the opinions and expectations of others. And to walk away from that feels like, I mean, there's a line in, in my poem, Resignation, where I say, it feels like wiping off my skin. That's the way it can feel. We have made this our whole life many times. So how do we do that? And it's not simple and it's multi-layered and I feel you, sister, if that's a big deal for you. The last question is, how would you start the journey of calling your wildness back to you? And really, you know, when I think of the work that I do, that's what that is about because it's foundational. It's around values. It's around shame resilience. It's around looking at the behaviors that you do that are no longer serving you anymore and choosing different ones that are more in alignment with the woman that you want to be. But for you, how could you start the journey of calling your wildness back to you? Okay, I desperately need a drink of water. And <laughs> this has this has taken a lot out of me because I feel so strongly about this. And it's probably something you're gonna hear more of. And if you've been with me from the beginning since 2010, you know that I have taken you on a journey with me along my own personal development journey. And I'm always, I always strive to be transparent with you about what I'm going through and in, in hope that it's helpful for you too. I never ever wanna be that person who acts like a guru and an expert. Like, I know everything. I never have hard things come up for me anymore. You just need to do what I say and do what I do. And no, 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 no. I want... My hope for you, by the way, as I'm talking about this, my hope always for you is that you know, even if you have a hard time believing it sometimes, but you know inherently that you are the expert in your own life. You have the capability to be your own hero. There's a line in one of my favorite movies, Whip It, because I love roller derby. And the main character, Bliss, she says, you know, she's telling the derby girls, you guys are like my heroes. And Kristen Wiig's character says, put on some skates and be your own hero. And oh my God, that line. It's like, yes, girl, be your own hero. And that's what I want for all of you is to start to trust yourself and know what your values are and what they look like and find the path to be your own hero, to be the own expert in your life because you are. And my hope also is that you find some of your wildness and call on her and that she shows up for you wherever she has been buried, wherever she was let go of in your life. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. This went off in directions that I didn't, didn't anticipate, but that's what I love the most, just sort of riffing over here without a script or anything like that. And until next time, ass kickers, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Actually, wait, we're not done. Hi, I'm back. Um, can you tell that I had a cold when I recorded that a few years ago? I just wanted to swing by before I closed out the show and just remind you that that worksheet is over at andreaowen.com slash 518, or you can grab the link in the, the show description if you want to download it and do the work on your own. Again, I hope you enjoyed this archived episode. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now, everybody. Hey, did you know there's free secret podcast episodes waiting for you that are not part of my regular podcast feed? Yes. 
andreaowen.com slash free. And you just sign up. You get a link sent to you. It's very secret. It's like a secret club. We don't have a secret handshake. Don't worry about that. But it's these motivating podcast episodes that I made for you. They're under 20 minutes each. There's three of them. They're for wherever you are in your life. So head on over there and grab them. They range from really supporting you and seeing you where you are and being compassionate all the way to giving you a giant kick in your ass and telling you how amazing and gorgeous and phenomenal you are. So andreaowen.com slash free and get your hands on that free podcast feed. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts.